0: All right, yeah, it was a short, simple Christmas program, but I think they did awesome. Would you guys agree? I think they did awesome, yeah? All right, and a short, brief message here. You can go, if you have your physical copy or a digital copy, you can go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20, and I'm going to go ahead and share the word with you. Did you guys enjoy that action song? That song was fun. It's kind of fun, huh? I saw some of you guys getting into it back there. <laughs> yeah, Luke chapter two, verse one to twenty. The title of my message is "The Hope of Christmas." I heard a song. I'm sure some of you maybe might be familiar with by Matthew West. It was um, he was just talking about how he remembered when he was an eight year old boy from just being reminded of his little girl. I think she was in a Christmas program, maybe. Or something that had reminded him of the hope of Christmas. I think in a, in a busy season, we can forget what the hope of Christmas is. And I'll get to that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you. I've heard this on K-Love too. What makes Christmas, Christmas? Okay, without like all the spiritual stuff aside. I mean, you can if that's one of them, cool. Jesus, awesome. But what makes Christmas, Christmas in your family? Grace? With your family. That's a good one. Anybody else? A white Christmas, maybe. Mary. Love. Love. Yeah, that's a good one. What about the Christmas tree? Does anybody else put up a Christmas tree? I do. We put up a Christmas tree. That was fun. Anybody else have any other ones? Izzy. Go to your grandma's house, your family's house. Okay. Alice. Joy. Man, that's a good one. Anybody rock ugly ugly Christmas shredders? No. <laughs> Me either. Christmas games, gingerbread houses, cocoa, cookies, vacation from work, anybody? Some of you guys some of you are still working, you're like don't don't say that. I got to work still. <laughs> A white snow, white Christmas, beautiful lights, ornaments, presents. All these things are good and the preparation for these things, it seems to it's easy to, for us to lose sight or focus of the significance of Christmas, especially during a busy season. For us, I work with FedEx. <laughs> Man, it's been busy. I'm ready to get, get through it, that's for sure. Or a time of crisis. We've been in a crisis for several months now. And it's, hard, it's easy to lose sight on the importance, the significance of Christmas. We can focus on the ornaments, we can focus on the gifts, the presents, the business of life. Folks and all these things. Lizzie shared something with me this week, and I didn't get it at first. <laughs> actually I didn't get it quite, quite a bit because sometimes God has to speak to me and speak to me in so many different ways, and even then, I miss it. <laughs> Anybody there? <laughs> Maybe some wives will test for their husbands. <laughs> um, no, uh, yes, yeah, she shared with me, and it didn't register with me right away until I was talking with Pastor Brent, speaking about the message. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. Talk about fear, well, yeah, that's a good thing to talk about in this season. Talk about hope, yeah, and joy, yeah, that's a good thing. That just doesn't seem right. I don't know what it is. I don't know what God's trying to speak to me. And I was like, well, Lizzie shared something good with me in the the class that she's taken. And it was this, and it's in our scripture here. I'm getting to it. Don't worry. It's found in 1 through 7. That God sent his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shouldn't perish but have eternal life. That's not in here. That's John 3.16. Some of you are like, what? That's not 1-7. through <laughs> Jesus saves us from death. He's come to be the Savior. He's come to be our Lord, our Christ. You see that in 1-7. through 7. You see that in the Scripture. He saves us from death, but He doesn't save us from unfairness. How many have ever been in an unfair situation? Man, that seems to be the recurring theme that's happened in my life. Someone's worked six months and gets paid almost the same amount as me. And I, I think I'm working twice as hard as he is. But, but, I mean, there's just so many of these unfair situations that we're put in. And maybe some, for kids, maybe it's like, oh, my best friend got a cooler present than me. Mom, can you get me that for me? That's not fair. Well, the mom is maybe on the other hand just like, I'm just trying to do my best. I'm just trying to provide a good Christmas for, for you. It's easy to lose sight. Of the importance of Christmas. Jesus saves us from death. He doesn't save us from unfairness. How do I know that to be true? Why would God come in the smallest and most dependent way? A baby. He had no need of anything in heaven, but He wanted something. What did He want? He wanted it from the beginning. He gave up everything. He didn't need anything, but he gave up everything because he wanted something. That was relationship with me. That was relationship with all of you. Those that are watching online, he wants relationship with you. So Jesus would come and give up everything. He would give up his comfort. He would give up the peace. He would give up all his throne. And his throne would be found in a manger. He, didn't, he was known as the king of kings. But he was found, he wasn't found in a palace. He wasn't even found in an ordinary place that you would find people having children. He was found to be believed in in a cave, in a dark place. But out of this dark place, the brightest light would shine and it would bring so many people. So many people would come. I think we can all agree Jesus had the most unfair mission of them all. But he came so that way he could dwell with us, so that way he could be Emmanuel, so that way he could be God with us. He was fully God, but he gave up all his God-given abilities to be a man, to be like, hey, I understand what you're going through. I'm the wonderful counselor, didn't you know? I know what you're going through. I'm going to help you through it. There's unfair situations that are in your life, but I'm going to help you through it. I didn't save you from unfairness. I saved you from death. He lived a perfect life, yet paid the price for our sins. That's my first point. Jesus saves us from death, not unfairness. For me, I lost sight of the hope of Christmas. Matthew West talked about the hope of Christmas. That he, he, sang, he sings about it. That you're still the hope of Christmas, God. And it brought me to a little memory when I was a kid in my Christmas program. And I just remember singing, but I didn't know what I was saying. I was, had angels or an angel costume on. And I was like, he's like, that's what it's about, Andy. Singing and lifting my name up. And remembering what he saved us from. My next point here is, you see in the scripture that he comes and speaks to shepherds. In this time, shepherds were not known as the top social class, the social status. They were, uh, of, this, of the status of the class, they were a lower class. They were lowly people, okay? They were hardworking, okay? They were, they were really hardworking, but they were a despised class. And they were considered ceremonially unclean. They were unclean. They couldn't come into the temple. In the Old Testament, who was at the temple? God's presence. That's where his presence would come. So he comes to people who were despised, people who, weren't, who were not outcasts, who weren't necessarily of high social status. He comes to them, and it's not because they weren't devout men. It's just because they were despised, class. God, I mean, you've, you've heard it in the Christmas story. When Pastor Brent spoke about that, he he had Jesus. Jesus would be raised in Nazareth, and like I believe it was Zacchaeus or Nathaniel. I'm not. I'm might be wrong on who that was. One of the disciples (laughs) said that there's isn't there nothing good that comes out of Nazareth. Jesus goes to something that's not good or a place that maybe is not good, and he turns it to good. This person, the shepherds, may have not been good considered to the world, but he spoke to them. He sent who believed in the story uh, to some of the people that I've studied with, it was potentially Gabriel, the angel Gabriel. Okay? And if that was true, I, we know this angel came from heaven, came from the Father. And it's a good picture that you see Jesus be born, and heaven invades earth. The angels come when the Prince of Peace came, and they said, Glory to God in the highest They were giving God the highest praise. After Gabriel had given the message to the shepherds, and he said, There's good news. After he had given them that there's a Savior, there's a Christ, and here's a sign of how to find them, he said, Glory to God in the highest. They were giving the Son the highest praise because they know who he was, they know what he was going to bring. And if you remember back to Isaiah, he was the Prince of Peace. Glory to God in the highest on earth. Peace among those whom he is pleased. If you study the scripture, it's on whom his favor rests. His favor his, isn't always fair. Doesn't mean it's always going to be fair. Doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Jesus lived that life. Mary lived that life. God speaks to ordinary people. That's our second second point. He speaks to ordinary people. You don't have to be something. You don't have to be high of social status for God to speak to you. He speaks to you right where you are. And these these shepherds, they were a little bit taken off of it. They weren't afraid necessarily of the angels. They were afraid of their approach. That why would you speak to me? Nobody speaks to me. And they thought, their mindset, oh, I can't come into the temple. I couldn't come into the presence of God. So they're, they're feeling that unworthiness that Mary was feeling when the angel approached her. Oh, I'm not worthy. How many feel that? How many feel like, oh, God can't speak to me because I'm, I'm un- you, you haven't seen what I've done. You don't know what I've been involved in. God speaks to ordinary people. Lastly, they would hear this message. And they would hurry off. In the scripture, it says, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem. If you study the scripture, let us go over. They hurried. They saw, they had an encounter with God's presence. They saw and heard this message from the angels and they hurried off. And they went with haste. And they found Mary and Joseph and they told them. They shared what God had put on their heart. And my last point here is God uses ordinary people. Because you would think a religious person would probably in this time share the good news or share the gospel. But God used a lowly person, nobody, who the world would consider nobody, an ordinary person. He would speak to them and he would use them to spread the good news. And when the angel told him, when he said spread the good news, when he said good news is here, he was saying preach the good news. Same thing that Jesus said when he commissioned them. Preach the good news. Preach the gospel. There's a joy. There's a savior. His name is Jesus. He's our Lord. He's our savior. He came to save us from death and not unfairness. And I lost sight of that. And I think it's all of us, it's easy for us to lose sight of that. If the musicians come at this time, it's easy for all of us to lose sight of that. That what God has saved you from. Maybe you don't know what he saved you from. Jesus went to a cross. He paid the price for our sins. He didn't do anything wrong, but he was accused of all of it. They they mocked him. They humiliated him. They beat him. Why did he do it? Because he was willing to give up everything for something. That was a relationship with all of you and me. And so for us, what we can take away to remember that, The hope of Christmas is Jesus. The hope of Christmas is God's presence. Is remembering that, hey, it may not be fair sometimes in our life. There's probably a lot of unfair situations that probably a lot of you can attest to. But there's still good news because Jesus saves us from death. He's our Lord, He's our Savior. He's the forgiver of our sins, but He's the leader of our lives. He's the hope of Christmas. Would you allow God to speak to you? Because he speaks to ordinary people. Luke, Luke, the author, he was speaking to an audience of everybody, not just Jewish people, everybody. God speaks to you, and he's going to use you if you allow him to. And you refix your eyes on the hope of Christmas. Maybe you're hearing that for the first time, and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you've never believed in him as your Lord and Savior and what he's done for you, and you've never given your life to him. But you want to do that today. I want everybody with their heads bowed and their eyes closed, nobody looking around. I want this just to be a personal prayer between you and God. If you're watching online, it doesn't matter where you're at, God is everywhere. And if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I just want you just to whisper that. Just say, God, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe in you. It doesn't got to be anything that anybody else hears, it's just personal. That's what God wants personal relationship and God we thank you that we believe in you as our Lord and Savior we thank you and God right now we surrender our lives and if you want to surrender your lives I encourage you to do that I say, just say I surrender my life to you Jesus you're the forgiver of my sins you're my Savior but you're my Lord you're the leader of my life if you want to do that make that commitment No, know, know this he saves us from death not on fairness but he will use you to share the good news amen amen well at this time if you want to go ahead and stand up to your feet we're going to go ahead and go into a closing song called manger throne and if you want to stand along and join with us that's our prayer that we would make your throne in our life God that even though we're not clean even though we don't have all every area of our life fixed together God you can come and allow your presence to dwell with us God you can come and have your way in our lives God we want to make you known and spread the good news of the gospel that even if it's not fair in our life God, would you just speak to us and remind us of the good news of the hope of Christmas. And would you use us to spread the good news to all people everywhere we go, God. God, if we don't know that personally, I just pray that you'd speak to us that every single day and remind us of your great love that you gave us, God, your son, Jesus. And we just thank you and we just pray that you'd be with us this week. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. 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 Well, at this time, we thank you guys for coming to the Christmas program. Um, well, I know it looked different, but we can still celebrate even if it looks different. And we have a special treat for you before you leave. Um, cookies are in the back, okay? You, uh, be sure to grab one before you leave. And is it two, one. there's tons, so grab... I think you can grab two. Uh, check with Karen to be sure. I'm pretty positive it's two. Um, but you are able to eat them as soon as you leave, not in here. If you eat them in here, $10 goes to me um, <laughs> for everyone that eats it, okay? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Have a blessed Christmas.